You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And back to the concert. We were talking over on the other side of the break about being part of the orchestra. And Eli says no one wants to be a viola. What, Eli, why does no one want to be a viola? Well, you know, you, you, you just don't get any fun. You get all the... Uh, Accompaniment parts and, and none of the melodies. It's just oh, no fun to be a viola. Is there, are, are there any uh, like uh, solos for violas? Do, not, do do violas play solo? Not really. No. I mean, I'm sure there's there's some out there, but, but they play really high, beautiful sounds, right? No, no. Play hey, lower. you know what? It wouldn't be a, a orchestra without the viola. We have to give the viola. I mean, that's like the cellos could cover. <laughs> <laughs> or as as, as Steve was saying, he's a he's a he's a he's a drum. He's a sounding drum. Well, that helps us keep on beat, right? Folks, and we want to stay on beat, so we better get back to our, our script here of Real Presence Live. Thanks for sticking with us. Last hour, we talked about uh, generosity. Um, and one of the ways we can be generous, really, sometimes we have the sense in our lives that we stay in our own box, right? It's comfortable uh, just to go to church, do my thing, leave church, and go home. But as we mentioned on the other side of the break, have you ever noticed somebody in the, in the church that you don't even know? Or you're like, I've never seen them here before. And... We want to talk about the opportunity to really evangelize through stepping outside that box and, and really getting to know uh, people in our parish. As you know, with COVID, a lot of uh, parishes have uh, seen a uh, less activity, um, and we're, a goal is to really bring back that activity. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, now with uh, Glenn Krogman and uh, Andrzej Nojczewski. Right? Did I say that right, Andrzej? That's, that's good, yes. Okay. All right. And from now on, I'm just going to call Andrzej. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit. So we, we have an event that we're doing at the cathedral, and we just kind of wanted to sh- throw this out there as an idea of other things that you at your parish, um, you could do. And I want to point out, this is a lay-driven effort. Okay? The, the pastor didn't come to us and say, hey, we want you to do something. We went to the pastor and said, hey, we want to do something. Because as you know, our priests are ordained to give us the sacraments. That's their primary job, to give us the sacraments. Our primary job is to evangelize. So, you know, as we have this conversation, I want you to pray about what could you go to your pastor and say, I would like to be active in evangelization, and here's what I think we could do. So here's an idea that we came up with. Glenn, you want to uh, start off and say, just talk a little bit about this idea. Um, what, the name of it, again, is? Who's coming to dinner? So, so Steve, I'm really just a show pony here. I'm here for good looks on the radio. Oh, you, you have a face for radio. I have the face for radio. Anjay is really the brains here behind it. But Okay. So, I mean, he's, he's the one with the idea. He's the one that says, here, we need to do this and, and get it going. So, it, I mean, what it is is we're, we're getting to know each other in the, in the cathedral through a shared meal. And so that's, that's what... The basic idea is, and Andre, since this was your idea, tell tell so, us a little bit how you how did you even come upon this idea? So, as far as the brains, I have to say it's my wife <laughs> and her friends because what happened? Uh, we are living in the cities for the last few years, and we moved here to Fargo. But in the cities, my wife found out that someone is actually organizing guess who is coming there in, in different parish. So she actually get a few friends together and figure out what they do, and then those few friends in the St. Charles Borromeo Parish, they actually set up, guess who is coming for a dinner? We started doing this about four years ago at this point, just a little bit before COVID, I mean, like a year before COVID, I think, so at this point. And we actually did a few dinners, it was very successful, then COVID hit, we have a break, 
Now they're starting again four different dinners during the year this year. And when we came here to Fargo from the cities, I'm like, hmm, that'd be something good to do. It took a, almost a year to actually get together around it, you know. And uh, that's how it started, basically. So we, at this point, have a pretty good developed system as far as materials and things like this, how to do it. And I'm like, that'd be much easier to start than just from scratch. And it's happening right now. So that's, so that's technically the brains of the operation, my wife. <laughs> we, 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 behind every good man is a wife, right? <laughs> so, well, if he's married, that would be. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk about what, what is, who's coming to dinner? What does it look like? What, what, is, what is it? What are the mechanics of it? So, so the idea is to basically to allow parish members to get to know each other without actually those personal breaking that, I mean, getting to this very personal first initiating, hi, hello, do you want to come for a dinner? So we actually take care of that. So it's a completely anonymous either way. So you sign up uh, either website or table uh, in front of the main entrance or whatever. And then we will match you. We will... You can be a host or a guest, and then host will basically have a group of the people coming to his house. And then we will assign guests randomly to those hosts. So at the end, you really don't know who is your host, where are you going, who are your guests together on a dinner. Week before the dinner, you will be informed by mail, you know, what's the address, and then that's it. And basically, what kind of side, if you are a guest, you're supposed to bring for a dinner. So the host is responsible for actually the main course, let's say. And that's it. And then the fun begins. Mm -hmm. So so in a way, uh, it's a very informal. I mean, again, I want to stress that um, we don't want to make it as a sort of like a dinner cooking competition type of night or what kind of meal I supposed to cook. That's not a point of the meeting. If you want to really want bring pizza kind of thing. It's a more <laughs> about knowing each other and community builder in a parish. And, so, oh, and, and that kind of went with what Steve, what you were talking about earlier is like, you come to, you come to mass, you spend an hour Sunday, but do you mm-hmm. know the people around you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't. I mean, I, I was there. Absolutely. I came to church on Sunday, sat by myself, I was alone, exactly. with uh, surrounded by people, but I was alone. I I didn't know Jesus. I was he was talking to me, but I didn't recognize him. And there's my faith was dead, but mm-hmm. I had you know this wasn't who's coming to dinner thing. But there's a couple invited me to breakfast, mm-hmm. and a friendly exactly. smile invited exactly. me to breakfast, talk and get. You know, pretty quick, I'm getting involved in the church and getting to know people and doing this. And then next thing you know, my faith, I'm growing in my faith, and it's just is is great. And that's this is kind of a formalized way of bringing people together. And and you see the good example of that, you know, getting to know each other. This is actually, it happened. So we have a person new to the parish, yes? And she came for a guest who is coming for dinner. She just literally came to the parish new. Didn't know anything about people around, and she was single at this point. Again, it's not a couple thing, that, by the way, to a single person or whatever, you know. And she came for the dinner, and it's like this is such a great idea. Now I can get to know at least fifty people in a mm-hmm. parish just jumping for different guests who is coming to dinner, and she was in, instantly plugged in into the parish. And then, oh, I went for a gas station. She was there. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we have an immediate conversation. You know, it's like it's it's a very nice way to start community. You know, rebuild it. I would say in a way. 
I was listening to a podcast last night kind of explaining the exodus from church of young people. And the, the main point of why this is happening is even kids who say are going to Catholic school, they're getting all the information and the nuts and bolts. They're not getting the relationship. And so they're not making that connection. And to me, I can see how something like this would give them, I mean, because they're meeting Christ in this meal. And it's such a simple idea, too. It's so simple that it almost seems like, wow, why, why hadn't we thought of this before? You know, coming together as a family over a meal. Yes, and from our experience, as far as ages, really 21 up, and the diversity of ages and in general people, I mean, this is fantastic for me. I mean, really, we, we, we actually, I ha we left cities and we created true friendships, which two years after leaving, we are still in touch with those families. You know, and other families which you know through the guests with some, you know, who are not close friends, we still see them in events, you know. It's much easier to say, hi, hello, how are you doing? Because we actually get to know them more than ever before. Possible. You sat down and had a meal together, Absolutely. and there's an intimacy there yes, that yes. is beautiful. Wow, and I love that you brought this idea. Like, it's something that touched your heart, and now you're here and, and bringing it to Fargo. So that's Yes, and, and uh, you know, we try to keep it as a parish event, so the, we try to limit to the parish members, and we will actually check if you are a parish member. <laughs> and uh, But the point is that actually sort of this is still local community type of thing, you know. So I strongly encourage to, you know, members of other parishes, you know, to start doing things like this. And it, it, there is some upfront effort to do it. You need people to help you with this. Uh, but, you know, we will be very happy to provide... Adver you know, banners, flyers, you know, Q&A, I mean, frequently uh, uh, ask questions or whatever, things like this. So if you really want to start in this parish, you just have to try it, basically, at this point and run it. Right. So a clarification, this is not an invitation for you to sign up to come to the cathedral event, but an invitation for you to consider doing something like this at your parish. Um, you know, it's not a citywide effort. It's us, uh, kind of our effort at the cathedral, trying to get to know each other. But if you, this is something you want to try... Um, it, you know, reach out to the cathedral and, and uh, say, hey, I like the information on it, and Anjay and Lynette will get that information over to you. Another thing I want to point out, you know, from our last conversation, you know, as, as we mentioned, we don't have to wait to be perfect in order to start evangelizing. And sometimes we're saying, well, I'd like to invite other people to our parish, but I'm just not, a, I'm not an outgoing person. I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm an, you know, I'm not, a, you know, it... it all of us have the gifts, and I actually want to back up. I think we're on the other side of the break. I want to come back and just talk about you guys a little bit, you know, and who you are, because I think really what makes a big difference in the church is just normal people, normal common people doing extraordinary things, right? We don't have to have, you know, we don't have to have millions of dollars. We don't have to have the most exuberant and the most, you know, uh, prolific at, uh, personality in order to draw people to Christ. We just have to do what we do faithfully for, for the Lord. And so we are talking about really inviting people back to our parishes, Re, you know, inviting people back to the pews and to come back and share in the Eucharistic sacrifice at Mass that we have, and then getting to know one another so we can journey together. And I think, Roxanne, you make a great point. Uh, none of us can grow in, in our spiritual life in a vacuum. It's not a me and Jesus thing. It is a me and Jesus thing and everyone else, okay? The first part of the Ten Commandments is about us and God. The second part is about us and others. The first part of the Our Father is about us and God. The second part is about us and others. It's both and, okay? 
And so that's the idea here is we need to work together. We can help each other on this journey. So we're going to take a, a break. We're going to be back on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live. We're going to continue to talk about this, but I want to come back and talk to Anjay and, 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 and uh, Glenn here and talk about who are we and, and who do we th- think we are to invite people to Christ? Well, we can all do it. So stay with us. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Join us on Wednesday, February 2nd for the 13th annual Know Your Faith competition as Catholic schools from Fargo, East Grand Forks, Minot, Bismarck, and Dickinson compete to find out which school really knows their faith. Live coverage from Shanley High School in Fargo begins at 11 a.m. Central, plus streaming via Facebook Live and YouTube. The Know Your Faith competition broadcast on the Real Presence Radio Network is sponsored by Lunseth Plumbing and Heating, Therapy Solutions, Production Service Agronomy, Fisher Industries, Flex Furniture and Appliances, Advanced Collision Center, and Outdoor Comfort Solutions. I like to use the example, what would happen if you only spoke, and you wanted to go to China in 12 years, and you only spoke the Chinese language one hour a week? One hour a week. How well would you be able to speak to the people in China? Horribly. Horribly. I, I don't do well. How about if you practiced it every day for over time, like 10, 12 years? I think you would probably do much better. You do much better. And because you're immersed into Catholic radio, you have the great talk show hosts who are helping us to grow in our faith, helping us to expand our horizons, helping us to understand what we want to learn, and helping us to grow for the kingdom of God. When we're listening to Catholic radio, what's more important than our salvation and our faith? Absolutely nothing. I love using this all the time because, you know, we only practice the faith one hour a week when we go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah, we're doing what the Lord is asking us, but are we expanding our horizons? This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Absolutely, Father Neil Pfeiffer. We are trying to expand our horizons, and that's what we're here today talking about. Really, just you know, really expanding what uh, we're open to. Saying to the Lord, "What do you want me to do today?" Do you wake up every morning and say, "Lord, what do you want me to do today?" We'll do it now. This is Steve Splunskowski in studio with Roxanne Solnin. This is Real Presence Live. We are talking with Glenn Krogman and Andrzej Nojczewski, and uh, we're we're talking about. Guess who's coming to dinner? But more importantly, we're talking about how do we grow our community um, and, and, and how do we draw people back to the church? And before we get into that conversation, I want to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about the gentlemen who are in the studio here. Uh, Glenn, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, grew up on a ranch, moved to Fargo 10 years ago, and on March 2nd, 2019, I became the seventh son-in-law in the Splunskowski clan. So he's my brother-in-law. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. He's a good man. Well, 
I try. I'm not perfect, but I don't know if anybody is. Well, maybe my mother-in-law is perfect. <laughs> no, she's maybe. not. I can tell you. She's I, my mother. I hope she's listening in she Texas right now. But. <laughs> yes. All right. But that's that's so you're, my. You're, you're a common man. Yeah. Um, your your dog doesn't have a pedigree. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Very good. And Ananjay, tell us a little about yourself. So I'm I'm quite sure you did that did not notice my accent. You know, but I'm Polish. I came to the United States about 16 years ago. I actually did my PhD at NDSU in genomics and bioinformatics. I'm biologist in general, molecular biologist, and um, I was working last 10 years. That's why we went to Minnesota at U of M, and now I'm back to Fargo. I'm a scientist, and uh, as far as uh, my involvement, uh, as far as the church goes, I really always try to think what can I do for other people you know in a parish and so I was trying to set up different events meetings and groups over the years Bible studies document studies that many is you and I have to say and now the whole guess who is coming for a dinner came to exist I would say and I, I think so that's a good thing to do at this point I was thinking when you were saying who are you I was thinking and they're guys who are hungry, right? I mean, I, well, we're all hungry. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, yeah, anytime you want an event, you want guys to come off from food. And, yes. and Christ knew that, too. He did a lot of fellowship over a meal, like the breaking, breaking of bread, um, which became then the breaking of bread, which is the Eucharist for us. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why it's a great, you know, as Christians, we come often together over a meal. Mm-hmm. There's something about that in sitting down, being still, and having that time to sit and visit with one another. And, and I think so that, you know, having that meal together, we talk about community builder, you know, social event, but at the same time, you know, I think about those type of events, we actually getting more together, we get united, because when we start talking between each other, we can actually share thoughts and ideas and kind of, you know, see where we are with it. And at the same time, yes, sometimes we disagree but at the end i notice actually we actually agree with many many things on the dinners you know so and i think so you know if you think about devil the prince of lies and division so the more we divided are in our communities local communities or even the church itself it's easier to destroy it so they get the the social events, the community builder events, I think so, at that level, individual, in a sense, like really get together as a couples or in, in singles, you know, we are actually actively resisting evil. And I know it sounds like, in a way, simple, but that's actually is. We create our own small pockets of goodness and love and sharing. And actually talking about <laughs> sharing and goodness, some people get the jobs because of that. You know, for example, so there's a need, there's some needs we can actually help each other. And because of that, 50, 60 people in the parish, or more, hopefully more, we get to help each other in an actually substantial way. I have so. a question. Is, uh, for, for anyone who might be kind of, I mean, any new situation is kind of intimidating and you don't really know the group. And how do you, like, can you help me understand, like, how someone could enter into this situation and feel comfortable and or just maybe take a risk and not be fearful i would say uh, you know from the perspective of organizers uh, we actually our group that's why i say you need to have a group of the people larger than just few guys organizing even itself and we have a six people uh, taking part in this process and those people know parish members slightly you know we kind of know each other i don't know everybody but we actually know each other so we will try to 
sort of match maybe a little bit on the characters, you know, quieter person and talkative person, you know, older and younger. I mean, we will actually, it's not totally random Excel spreadsheet type of thing, you know, assignment of the guests to dinner. But uh, in a way, we have, we did not notice really uh, that there was a problem as far as, uh, you know, how, how someone's quieter or not. We, people genuinely enjoyed those dinners, I have to say. The feedback we received, you know, and we have uh, five, six dinners happening at that time. So you can say 40, 50 people, even, you know, how it goes. But it was, Again, I did not hear really as far as, a, yeah, so. It's yeah, cool. no, it's exciting, too, to, to not really know everyone. And I mean, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an adventure. Well, <laughs> right? and, and the way we announced it at the cathedrals, we did, we have, there were pulpit talks. So we got up after mass and, and made an, a public invitation to everybody. So different people from the parish getting up and just saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. We'd like you to you know, join us. In this, but yeah, you're right. There, there can be kind of that trepidation of I don't know anybody. Am I going to know anybody? Yeah, you might not, uh, but you will by the end of the evening. Mm, oh, yeah. love that definitely. Well, we're the cathedral. We're not a huge parish. That's either. true. So there's every, people will have at least seen each other. Oh, well, I've saw, I've seen you, or or there will be somebody will be good friends maybe. But there's then there's there's people that have signed up that I've been in the cathedral for ten years. I've Never heard of these. They're members of the cathedral. I haven't. I have. I'm fairly active in the church. I haven't exactly. heard of these people, and that that's great. That's get them, get everybody plugged in and get to know each other. Great. Yeah, I know a similar experience to myself, and that I had just last month. I have a neighbor over the hill. Okay, I live out by Rolog, just about a mile down the road, and I went to a local community event in the area, and we started talking, and he said, "Yeah, I'm I'm Catholic. I came into the church." Uh, a few years ago, and I'm like, really? Uh, where do you live? Over there? We've been made neighbors for 18 years, and I don't know him. I felt embarrassed. Yeah. Thought, what is my problem, right? But there, our lives get so busy, um, and we try, you know, I travel a lot with Real Presence, and even with the EWTN, I travel some now, too. So you're not home a lot. It's just like you, you have to be intentional. I think that's maybe the, mm -hmm. the, the key word today in the church uh, is an intentional um, intentional discipleship, intentionally getting together and, and discipling one another, learning from one another and doing this together. So the reason we want to bring this conversation is to so that you might consider that. So the one, one, I, just, I just have a one for it about actually actual event itself. So we limit time for two hours, for example. So it's actually set time and, and host will kick you out from home. Done. Trust me, they actually have to do it because right. conversation mm -hmm. can go forever, believe me. And mm -hmm. then other thing too, the guess who is coming for dinner is a, is a, from the organizational point of view, this is sort of starting point. Nobody stops you to have a dinner next week with the same group of people or other, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's the whole point. In a way, it's a starting point, not a destination, and you know, take it from there, basically, I would say. Mm. So. Well, uh, any other? Uh, we've got a couple minutes left here, Glenn. Did you want to share any other thoughts on on our uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Well, all the there's cathedral members listening to to us right now. Mm -hmm. I'd say go to the cathedral website. There's an events page. Sign up. Go right. There's a link there. Who's coming to dinner? Get signed up. What's well, more people the better. The better that we know, we all need to get to know each other, help each other out. Yeah, and, and we will have a person at every single mass standing at a table, so you can actually have a conversation with us, you know, to have you ask particular question, how it's done, and uh, what else. 
again, I, I have to stress this, I stress this many times. It's not about dinner in a sense. Don't, don't be afraid of cooking part because I literally this morning I had a conversation with a friend and he's like, I don't know how to cook. I don't want to bring anything. And I'm like, you know, you can bring salad, potato salad. We will call you. We will tell you, you know, what to do. It's again, it's not very complicated. That's not the main part. I know it's called guess who's coming for a dinner, but the main part is guess who, mm-hmm. you know, so. I think that's an, a, point, a point today. We have great communication tools and we know each other less than ever mm-hmm. because we actually know each other anonymously. And it's really easy to hate that anonymous person or make judgments about that anonymous person. But when you're sitting across the table, suddenly now you know this person and making a judgment about them and knowing their story and knowing the reasons they make the decisions they make changes everything. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, good luck with that. And hopefully some of the other parishes around our listening area and in town will adopt something similar. So thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. All right. Um, Thanks for having us. Thank you you so much, folks. Uh, Again, are you at your parish? Is there anybody in your parish you don't know? Get a group together and say, hey, let's let's, uh, uh, brainstorm an idea for building community at our parish, building community outside the sanctuary. You know, the sanctuary is we're there to worship the Lord through the Eucharist, right? That's why we have a social hall. So then we go to the social hall and we socialize, but it doesn't have to stop there. Then from there it goes into the domestic church, which is our homes, and then it comes back to the church. And so we can continue this evangelization, folks. You, me, it's our work. It's our work. So up next, we're going to talk a little bit about What are we going to talk about next? Well, it can be a challenge to make time to read in a world that never stops, right? Speaking of the speed of the world. Up next, we'll be discussing one way you can build community and enjoy literature. So stay with us on Real Presence Live.